I imagine that right now you're feeling a bit like Alice. Tumbling down the rabbit hole, hmm? You could say that. I can see it in your eyes. You have the look of a man who accepts what he sees because he's expecting to wake up. Welcome and well met to Team Rabbit Edition 280 with Brittany, Mr. President, thinker, alchemist, Jeff Goldblum, Virgo. Join the team as we get to know Brittany, a novel and intriguing individual who makes posts that causes one to think, grow and activate. Bottoms up with the Eucharist top. Jim, the things you make me read. Well met, Brittany. No, I totally based on uh, saying Jeff Goldblum fan. She is not Jeff Goldblum. Don't worry, guys. There hasn't been a gender reorientation <laughs> or anything. Uh, meow to that. Anyway, Brittany, welcome. It took me a second to catch you. I've Thank been messaging you randomly. You're busy with remodeling and all sorts of stuff. But uh, I mentioned vaguely, oh, we got a Tuesday. And you said, I could do it. And here we are. So thanks for making it happen. Um, Thank you. Something... Something that we do on this podcast is correspond the episode number, which in this case is 280, um, and reduce it down numerologically. So that'd be 280 is 10 is 1 for a major arcana from the Starman Tarot uh, deck. It says the Starman is uh, the alchemist, typically the magician card, right? So the alchemist is about uh, I will blow your mind, manifesting your realities. Ideas are communicated and brought into the physical world with ease. You have everything you need to create the world you desire. Reconfigure yourself into liberating, expressive, and complex ways. Raphael, what card you got? So we got the number 59 of the Galactic Heritage Tarot by Alyssa Royal, which you may or may not know. It's full of all kinds of interestingly looking etheric entities. And because I'm a bit slow today, we have the number 59. And I'm going to read to you just a few sentences. So this is yeah, mm -hmm. unfinished business, serious mm -hmm. in present time. So the ancient Syrians believe that they left some things unfinished. Mostly this has to do with the evolution of the human race. Many of these ancient beings have incarnated as humans now in order to complete the tasks they feel were left undone. Other serious beings are help helping from the unseen realms. If you feel that they have unfinished business in your life or a nagging feeling that you're supposed to do something, pay attention to what it is teaching you about self-acceptance. The lesson is that you are complete in every moment. If you were supposed to do something, then it would be done. So here we are. Well, I thought that was a cat. It's a fucking dog. So the meow was totally inappropriate. Yeah. I saw it after a second. I was like, that is not a cat. Um, anyway, nice dog, like husky type. So between that uh, magician card, the alchemist, uh, the number one card, and that 59 uh, Syrian card, was there anything that synced up or resonated for you? Uh, the magician very much right now. I'm do doing a lot of study uh, uh, with Robert. I'm, doing, um, I'm digging into his work very, very heavy and 
And of course, he's heavy into the archetypes. Um, looking into right now is the relation between the magician and the immature magician, which is thinking a lot about that. So that's very, very, um, it's uh, what's the word? Synchronistic. Yeah, sharing that. Hyper resonant. Yeah, I mean, I'm a Sun and Moon Gemini, so the uh, immature trickster or magician, I definitely feel that. So it's about stepping into the power. And um, you have a Virgo sun with a cat moon. Uh, your sun and your Venus are in 12th house. Yesterday's guest was a 12th house Venus chica as well. Um, you really do know how to, I mean, it was talking about renovation. If you you know come back and you got to do the work, you're here to do some work, uh, put in the effort. So I do appreciate um, what little, I mean, I'm not like geeking out over every post you've made on Facebook, but when I do check it out, I find it stimulating and uh, a new perspective and it's it's a synthesized kind of level of things which i can appreciate i mean i would have presupposed that not that you were a christian but that you're playing with those archetypes or at least some of the ideas like you said you're more gnostic uh in the green room but anyway before we go down too many rabbit holes um like i'm kind of saying i don't know you at all right uh just through facebook i'm not even really sure how i became your friend but <laughs> we are facebook friends and yeah. <laughs> uh so i've been following your output for a minute and you just picked my interest and it's pretty simple i'm like oh my god there's a pikachu where do they come from why does it say pika pika like what's going on so that's why i've asked you to come on um we can start at the beginning of your reality tunnel i mean you could tell us about your childhood culture um you know when you kind of started figuring out yourself and individuating uh the conch is yours let's just tell us kind of a little bit about where you grew up how it was and i'll kind of just shoot you questions as we go perfect um so i grew up in the bay area um, I lived there till I was around 11. It was a really rough neighborhood. Um, if you have ever seen the movie, it was my life, like <laughs> until I was 11. Um, very, very, um, um, when uh, it was a survival land too. I was, um, the kindergarten through, through, I believe sixth grade. I was one of two white kids in the whole, whole school. My culture growing up was a lot different than uh, um, most Caucasian. Um, when I turned 11, my parents moved, moved to Northern California, uh, middle school there, uh, and went from a school of like a few thousand. So it was a culture shock for me, um, uh, uh, predominant Hispanics. And so um, I. I, my personality pretty much started to get to really know myself then. Um, I was um, a sort of um, a leader, kind of run the place. My thinking was a lot. I, I, guess, I guess that's the best way to kind of understand it. I stepped into my own, quite a still kind of figuring themselves out, kind of where they fit in, if they feel comfortable with the other kids kids and stuff. And I got that uh, just by being a lot, I would say, mature time that I got there. Because when you live in the projects or in a rough kind of environment, you tend to, um, and, and these kids were a lot more, more um, sheltered uh, than not easy for me to kind of find my place. Um, and, and who I was at an early, I started to my my family in general is Christian. Um, I was about thirteen. Quit going to church and everything, um, and I turned into 
I was bad, but I did a lot of things that I should not have been doing at the age of 11, 12. And so I found that what I lacked was faith in a sense. And I needed to find that, but Christianity just didn't sit with me. I, I found um, the church just very, they were teaching, didn't really fit my lifestyle. Um, I didn't really believe it. And it, it's really hard in, in, in what your religion, I'll put quotes around that, um, says. And so work, and this is pre-internet, um, uh, go to the library, find books. And I, uh, on all Wicca, of course, at that, that age, a lot of girls, roles and stuff get into that um but i did um i said some um uh baptist like different kinds of sects of of but i found eastern religion and i found buddhism and that kind of is what fit for me uh when it was um it's a kind of philosophy where it's kind of like take what applies to you and leave the rest there are no strict rules there was no strict way to follow just the teachings made a lot more sense to me and so i started to become in i started to meditate so i started to really really get into eastern religion um i fell out of that about, about my 20s um, um and then i i sort of um more uh social with people and and i kind of just did the whole young 20s for you know and all of that stuff um and i kind of fell out of it for a while quite a while it was about four years back um i got another sense that that my faith was, was lacking um, i really wasn't on social media yet that much um i just uh i didn't mean but i got a push of intuition to get onto social media um we met i started um at First, under the name of John Kennedy, isn't it JFK up there? And, and I went in search for people that was kind of uh, open-minded, um, very, uh, I wouldn't say intelligent, but like knew a lot of different things. Um, I went on, on to different blogs, such as um, like um, science something or whatever, big think, things like those. And I would scroll down the comments and see Thing. And um, if I liked what they had to say, I would then go look at their page or, um, of their post, and then I would friend request them. And I got a big group of friends just open in a lot of different knowledge, and I kind of just pick their brains, kind of like you do, you know, and, and uh, my worldview as well. Um, and the reason why I started off my page I don't wanna, JFK. I don't want to interrupt you. Uh, your Virgo ass is going to be so mad at the choppy audio. Unplug your headphones and then plug them in and see if that does anything. I, I can. Okay. It's like it's like there's not really a delay. I mean, there is a delay, but it's it's almost like it's uh, you can hear the router like resetting or something like that. In the sense of it's not fully sending the data package or something like that. I'm not a techie. I don't know, and I want to hear this. So, uh, but I'm sure, given that you're a Virgo with a cap uh, moon, you're going to be like, damn it what the hell and i <laughs> want this off the internet forever actually that might be better talk for a second okay is that better i think Raphael. i think i figured it out people just have to plug in and plug out after they've reset it yes it is there's zero chop now it seems so okay perfect I, I didn't even hear the neighborhood you i mean it was like like every it was like redactions from the fbi it was like every couple <laughs> <laughs> words was redacted so sam fran you moved uh 
I got that the twenties were kind of ragers and you went Wiccan. It seemed, um, tell me where I'm going wrong here. And then you started kind of inculcating other people's worldviews and ontologies. And maybe that's how we found each other. I don't know. I didn't mean to cut you off, but I was like, you know what? She's going to kick my ass if she hears this and it's better now. So amen. Uh, keep going though. Keep going with, with whatever you're saying. Okay. So, um, actually it was Buddhist, not that I did study again, it wasn't something that fit me. Um, Buddhism fit me very, very well. Um, and then, and so I started the, the John F. Kennedy page, um, people, and I did JFK because I feel, as, especially as your opinions out there and be taken seriously if you're a very logical person, um, as though, um, I didn't want to be uh, judged or um, clean slates. Like everybody knew I wasn't JFK. They would have no idea who I was, but was, uh, predominantly on my thoughts and opinions. And that was it. Not the way that, that I lit. And uh, my posts that I found were taking a lot and taking a lot more seriously. Opinions um, were heard and it was easy, very, very easy to then open up communication in a hostile environment, um, you know, in social media, there tends to be a lot of arguments. They need to force their opinion. And I found when no one knew who I was, I, I did were a lot more open to hearing what you have to say. Um, it was a experience. I wish I could have kept my page. Facebook said I was impersonating and completely <laughs> took it down. So. Um, I changed it over to, to my Facebook and changed my name to Mr. President because by then everybody knew I was not no idea who I was and a lot of my new found friends were calling me Mr. President at that time so I was like and then um, I started my own podcast there for a while it was called Balance Brain um, I'm still up on a few things like you can find us and it was a lot I think kind of like your podcast underneath the sun um i like to and then my my phone rang oh, that's let me okay. un- i need to unplug my my thingy again no i oh, it was it was choppy again you're gonna hate the quality of this it's like okay i don't even know what your podcast was called because it blinked out uh and i think you were okay wait now was- now hold on now i can't hear you hold on hold on I can't even blame Mercury retrograde. Nothing is retrograde right now. The gods are just mad. There. No kidding. No. Yeah. Oh God. <laughs> now, now you may actually be synced, or you were for a second at least. But I really don't know what is causing this, honestly. And Raphael's a Libra, so he doesn't like this one. I cannot hear. Uh, I can't hear Jim. I can hear you. Uh, Great. You can hear me, and you're suddenly synced as well. Jim, talk again. I can. Uh, I could walk around. Uh, well, I'm getting nothing. <laughs> that's really, that's really crazy. So um, I could hop <clears throat> off and hop back on. I don't know. If, I don't know if it's on my end though. You, you, you could do that. Also, uh, Brittany, you could try that as well. And we can just see again if it's still choppy. I'd say we rather redo it. It's really. Yeah, I hear you. Okay. Also, so I'm gonna leave it. and come back and see. Yeah, everyone, we join before. both of you, and we'll see how how good it goes. Thank you, guys. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and Mercury is not even retrograde. Who would have thought? So now I'm in the big screen. I swear to you. I swear. 
by the moon and the stars in the sky. Can you hear us now? Or maybe I or can't now. Hear. I thought I heard my own voice. Well, All right. So I think what maybe the best mode is. Oh, I heard myself somehow. Did you hear that? I'm tripping out. Like, and I was saying, we can't blame astrology. Um, talk for a second, and we'll see what's going on. And if this doesn't work, I'm just gonna pull it. And we'll say we'll do it again. And oh my god, sorry. Uh, talk for a second though. Tell us about okay. um, JFK. Uh, you said Mr. President. People were calling him President. I'm sure your cat moon loved that shit. I mean, like, yes, I'm the boss. Um, <laughs> anyway, I think if you can hear us, I think it's a little delayed, but I don't hear the chop right now. So yeah, you gotta oh, wait a second before we can decide on that, Jim. But please, yeah. Brittany. <laughs> yeah, no, I can hear you guys. Um, if it's still choppy, do you want me to even try? No, to... you are perfectly no, it's, synced it's for good. some reason, and only God knows why. Yeah, it's the yeah. same like last yesterday was the same thing. It took fifteen minutes. Just keep talking now. We'll see for a minute or two again, and then I'll confirm. Magician card. We've magicked it. We hacked it. <laughs> Let's hope so. Um, okay, so the JFK thing or whatever um, started calling me Mr. President. I went with that. Uh, so it's not that I have to be anonymous. I don't worry about my name or anything being out there. Um, it's but just you were saying that the anonymity causes it more to be um, the, the conversation quality, I guess you could say, is improved vastly when you're not being judged for looks or whatever. Or I have no clue else. Yes. Yeah. Uh, see, I haven't ever played that thing. I mean, that's why what Buckethead wears masks or something like that. You know, it's like, all right, I guess there's a, um, because like a lot of people you know, with Pink Floyd and shit like that, they're like, I don't really know their faces. I mean, I do because I like Pink Floyd. But there's some bands where it's like that's Axl Rose and everybody knows it. Um, but there's probably some advantages to being behind that. Um, what is it? I'm not a Catholic. Uh, uh, like fail. confession cloth. Yeah, <laughs> it's like you can kind of get away with more. I think so. And I think part of that has to do with uh, just people's inflated ego in, in general. Um, as soon as they see you, whether you open up your mouth or not, they already have an impression of you. Um, if they don't know who they're talking to, they have absolutely zero impression. They don't know how to act. They don't know whether they're inflated or not. They don't know. And I think this just comes back, back to people not knowing themselves. Um, everything is sort of a projection onto the other you know, and so they're going to treat us accordingly to that. If, if there's no nothing to reflect back at them, they tend to be a lot more reserved, a lot more. They, um, it's I think it's more they just honestly, they just don't know how to act. They don't know how to behave towards that. Um, and I think that just shows sort of how we're always putting on a show in a sense, you know? Oh, I'm guilty of this. So do you think this is a prefrontal cortex thing where people are just like not seeing patterns in a certain way so they kind of maybe associate the conversation with a different level of their brain? Or do you think there's actually spiritual things going on where it's like, you know, the Holy Ghost or the mystery of the high priestess kind of thing? It's like being hidden. There's, you know, hidden things and maybe there's a power to that hiddenness. I know I'm over psychoanalyzing this right now, but I'm just kind of curious what your kind of take on it is and it's probably not the same for everybody um maybe some people i, I don't know i hear what you're saying it's, yeah we tend to come with um loaded prejudices and presuppositions that we aren't even aware we have so when you're confronted with a symbol you're going to kind of do the two-way street of whatever life is um anyway I, I i don't think i've ever talked to anybody who did the anonymous thing i keep on getting hung up on anonymity and anonymous see hear me good god <laughs> Um, anyway, I digress. Uh, 
I was just curious what you thought. Is there anything like higher level of understanding to that? Or is it just kind of a cool byproduct that you're going to stick with? Or how do you feel about that? I think um, it is more of instead of communicating with other, it's more they're, they're, they feel more communicating with themselves. They feel more, they feel safer. They feel um, there's nothing to threaten any thoughts of, or ideas or opinions, nothing they have to pretend to be um, or anything like that. So I think it has more to do with, it, it is psychoanalytic. It is psychoanalyst. Um, it is they it, it's there's no reflection there there's no reflection back at them then to have any um perceptions of who they need to be in order to have that um that inflated ego it, it really does come back to the the inflation of the ego um they don't have anything to to, to do that so they're going to be more they're going to feel more safe without realizing it in, in a sense they're not going to feel as judged there's nobody there to judge them the darkness of the womb. And they're just like, I'm, I'm just happening. Exactly. It's a happening as opposed to, oh my gosh, there's an angel speaking in tongues. Oh my God, I'm freaking out. Um, I don't know if, I mean, you graduated high school and you said you kind of did the Wiccan craft, the craft kind of mode for a minute. Um, did you go to university at all or have you just been kind of autodidactic the whole time and kind of just yeah, consuming I, info? Yeah, yeah, I hear you. Is a great word. Like that is the, the perfect word for me is consuming and consuming. I did um, a, a trade school for real estate. So that was my college life because um, I was a real estate agent for a little bit. And then after that, like I was just one of those people who didn't see the sense in, in college to pay thousands and thousands and thousands of dollars when I can get this information for free online you know and it was like um uh, and that's kind of where i went with that and and i am just one of those people who uh, are constantly consuming um everything around me i like i have this urge to have to know everything right um and and so that's why i say like i'm not really a christian i'm an Gnostic because i eat i eat all the religions um but i'm also one of those people that can see that it's all the same like no matter where you look there's the same story being told everywhere. It's in film, it's in life, it's in books, it's in, uh, it's in whatever, it's in trade. The song remains the same, as they say. It's funny that you say that because I'm watching The Chosen, um, which I think you watch too, if I'm not mistaken. You at least use the memes enough uh, that I was like, I think she's aware of what this is. And because I don't have to get into my shtick, but my grandparents helped start Tim Keller's church. So I, I've come from a very Judeo-Christian thing and even when I do DMT and stuff, it's like very Judeo-Christian. So I'm like, is this hardcore programming or is this really who I am? Because some psychic was like, you were in a scene, you were walking with the guy. Or it's like, what? So I, <laughs> yeah, don't worry about me. But the point is, I was looking at your chart. Uh, where'd it go? Uh, you've got third house heavy stuff. I mean, your Saturn's in um, Scorpio in second house. So it's like, you do really feel at home in the mystery in a lot of ways. So it's like, you're not, you're kind of grounding the mystery, if you want to put it that way. Not to mention that you're a fucking Virgo, the hermit card, right? Like doing your thing up in the mountaintops with your billy goat moon saying i want to achieve <laughs> emotional satisfaction through knowing but you've got what uh you've got neptune uranus can um mars and jupiter in third house and all but jupiter were in sagittarius this might be greek to you but it's like you really do move towards truth of the mind i mean you're a pursuer of truth and i don't think you really give a shit I mean, I don't want to project, but it's like, I don't think you really give a shit what the packaging is. You don't let style scare you away from content. Maybe that's the best way to put it. Um, so that's cool. And you're, you're a uh, Uranus, which is like, how, how are you functioning in the revolution? Are you throwing the Molotov cocktail? Are you giving the speech? Are you supplying the ammo? What are you doing? Um, it's conjunct by one degree, you're Mars. So you're a very, and it's the third house. Like I said, Sagittarius. So, um, 
very revolutionary thinker. I mean, you're kind of a mover and shaker, probably. I don't even know how close you get with people because you're probably causing them to be so challenged um, that they might find it. They might take it personally and find you, you know, shoot the messenger kind of thing. Joan of Arc <laughs> kind of vibes, right? Where it's like, okay, that none of that. Shut her up. Yeah. Um, so anyway, I'm just rambling. I was like, oh, you're chart because you were, you know, you're an info maniac kind of. And it's like, yep, it's right there. You're always going it, like you watch Jeopardy for fun kind of thing. Yeah, no. And a lot of what you said, I mean, that hits. I haven't had anyone actually read my chart. I'm not I haven't really dug into astrology yet. It is definitely on the list. So I very much appreciate that because a lot of that does sound very true to home, um, especially being around people. I, I, I tend to be more solitary because um, I do in a way and, and I've always like found this about myself, but I didn't know what it was. I, I when I'm around people, I it, I what's the easiest way to put that? Um, do you clam up? Do you get very self-aware and then no, you're no, overcritical? Because no. Virgos are neurotic. Let's be no, real. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, it's more um, they feel pressured. It's like, and I don't mean to make them feel pressured. So it's like it, I've always had that in all of my my relationships, whether it be friendships, romantic partners. Um, they always would feel very pressured to be kind of, I guess, the best that they could be or or something. And it's like, I never put that pressure on you. And so I've always found that strange. Um, but I guess according to my chart, it's this what I kind of naturally do. Well, I'm just giving you amateur drive by observations. This isn't like thus saith the Lord kind of stuff, right? So <laughs> you're, uh, but we both have Chiron and Gemini. So it's like, it's, it's funny. I don't know if you feel like you misspeak or aren't you even double-mindedness. You can hear it in myself. Like Donald Trump was a Gemini where it's like, uh, 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 like this kind of thing. That happens to us a lot. I'm, you're actually pretty good because you're North Sign, but your North Node, where is it exactly? Which is, you're in, Ge um, yeah, Gemini. I mean, you're North Node. You're supposed to be playful. Like, never let go of your inner child, basically. You oh, can go yeah. anywhere you want, but you, but it, I think it was eighth house. Jesus Christ, if that's the case. Uh, no, it's, uh, well, yes, it's eighth house. All this is so Greek to you. I'm sorry. I'm just hitting you over the head with it. But it's like, you got to transfer, you're going to transform through intellection and play, basically. That's your. Your karma this lifetime, like moved, like basically Bart Simpson in a library with maybe a little more maturity if you can. <laughs> oh yeah, no, that totally feels like me. I mean, like I, I'm play all the time. Like if, it, if I'm not intellectual, if I'm not like thinking, um, I'm all play. So that totally hits home. I've seen, you said you didn't have socials. And I mean, we put your Facebook, I thought you had a TikTok thing that you shared and it was you dancing in the snow about like Panda, <laughs> Panda, 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 right? It's a great actual yeah. song. But um, yes, that kind of thing is what I'm talking about where it's like, that's kind of goofy and childish, but it, you're going to be able to, like, you're, don't worry about what I think about it. Like keep doing that kind of shit, right? It's like, have fun. Um, So what was the flavor actually of the Buddhism that you found um? liberating for your kind of thing just to go back a little you said you did wicca which is kind of like i've never gotten into it but it's what like earth magic basically um yeah yeah very earthy i, mean, I don't want i don't want to you know pigeonhole it i'm just like wiccans to me are like you know the the velvet almost like the choker wearing <laughs> velvet dress uh kind of girls who drink wine in the woods or whatever so um tell us a little about wiccan if you want if you're still practicing that at all or the and the Buddhist because Buddhism is broad, um, quite, you know. There's all Tibetan Buddhism and all you know Zen Buddhism and all this stuff. So, what were the kind of thinkers like Alan Watts kind of flavor, or like where were you going with those thoughts? Uh, I never ever dug into Watts. Um, yeah, yeah, a lot of people are like, "What?" 
I found, I, I have heard his stuff and please don't shoot the messenger. Um, to me, Watts was one of those kind of people who repeated the information, but he didn't live it. So he didn't really truly know it, even though he knows it. Um, and I run into that quite frequently. Um, and I think that's one of the issues that we have with so much of this information, um, Gnostic information, occult information, getting out there uh, as people speak it as they learn it without knowing it. So I think you saw one of my posts. I'm early. so guilty of this. Don't hate me. <laughs> Dude, like I'm finally so, settling into my fucking a man, you know, spiritual warrior, you know, man or whatever. But it's like it's so easy just to have stickers all over your guitar case, or you know what I mean. It's like that. It's like your walls. Jim, in the, I gotta stick up for you because I don't think you ever presented it in a way that seemed or was attempting to appear in any way authoritative. And that's oh, usually no, the, I'm an anti-authoritative. I mean, people don't understand yeah. it and attempt to portray a an authority or you know the one-time ayahuasca shaman or whatever or combo who then you know wants to give it to everyone which is nice and which may be the path but usually there is you know quite a lot of yeah. yeah, but there's usually quite a lot of, uh, how to say, integration necessary. Integration is a term, right? To be able to teach anything properly. And, you know, that's why I have the motto, what act like dogs you know. Names? You know? So... I see two dogs. One is checking us out hard. What are, they, what are the names? <laughs> that's Nanook in the back. And this is Rorschach in my face. Beautiful names. Nanook of the North and fucking Rorschach, like the mask from um, that movie. That guy. The watch. Uh, but it's yeah, after I was like the Incredibles. <laughs> what? Yeah, you're talking about the ink blot kind of stuffs. Mm -hmm. yeah, mm -hmm. yeah. The ink blot tests. Yeah. Word. Uh, yeah. Anyway, so I Alan Watts is funny because he's a Capricorn. I'm pretty sure. And I heard um, Ram Das talking about him, and he's like, "We got drunk in a cathedral once, and do that. That maybe that's more what you're trying to talk about." It's like sit, you got to realize, and I'll give him a little credit. I guess or slack. I guess is maybe <laughs> the better term. It's like he was kind of the hinge point with many, like Terrence McKenna and people like that um generation like between modernity and post-modernity so it's like there's going to be a level of inauthenticity and hypocrisy i guess you could say because they were still grinding out like kind of like i think he died of alcoholism or smoking mm -hmm. or something it's like yeah bro like you'd think you'd know better if you know whatever anyway i don't need to go on alan watch trip here um I'm, i appreciate him but i'm not like a you know devotee or whatever so um Anyway, what, so not the Watts style. What? Because Buddhism is in itself like a philosophy, right? It's like not a theism because it's like there is no God and it's kind of figured out. And we can talk about that if you'd like. But um, what drew you to it and what what branch are you looking at? Because it's kind of like use what sticks, don't don't with what doesn't, which is very Virgo and practicality kind of stuff. Um, if it doesn't have like a name, that's fine. But I'm just kind of trying to get my head into like the right domain of thought there. So I started with Tibetan Buddhism um, and, and kind of just left it at that. I didn't dig too much. I didn't go into the Zen or whatever. Um, I took what I could from the teachings and kind of went my own way. I, I didn't really follow anything too strictly. I was more finding self is basically kind of where it led me and, and just digging into that and discovering who or what I am. Um, and I didn't give it to source. I didn't give it to anyone. It was a, just a few years of me walking the path completely for me, nothing outside of me kind of thing. Um, that's kind of where my Buddhism went. Uh, and back to Watts, I think he did a great, great thing um, bringing that Eastern philosophy into our Western culture. Um, I, and and uh, I mean, not that, like praise the man for getting us um, to realize that I had a conversation with my 
um, psychoanalyst the other day and, and about <laughs> all of Watts because he's a big Watts fan. And one of the things that he mentioned was if it wasn't for him, um, he doesn't think that we would be as open as we are, uh, the Western civilization being predominantly Christian um, to these ideas, right? To open us up more into this spirituality sense, this Gnosticism sense, um, this, this, what we're even starting to see now. Now, I kind of disagree with that only because I'm more of a, uh, the collective unconscious type person. So I think that the more of a Jungian kind of thing, <laughs> absolutely 110%, uh, would lead us there. So, um, it's funny cause I'm not like, we've had a Tibetan Buddhist, uh, Tashi Manix. I'll send you the link sometimes. Some guy who's like, he went to the monastery and he's now their calligrapher and he's kind of like a big deal in the art world, I guess, uh, with that Tibetan Buddhism. Um, am I tripping or are they like, do, how do they process? Cause they think of like demons and stuff, but is that not so much, is it like parts of ourselves that are projecting and we're interacting with? Is that what yeah. their shtick is? Okay. That's so it is more Jungian basically. It's not like, oh my gosh, there's a devil under my bed. It's more like I'm afraid of things and it's manifesting this way and I've got to deal with my fear. Go into the cave, Luke kind of shit. All right. Um, yeah. all right. So because you didn't go to college, I can't really talk about the college years. Uh, you did real estate. Are you kind of done with that? You said you were remodeling a home. I mean, it seems like you've got that in your blood still. <laughs> Are you like, what do you, uh, what are you doing? I mean, I'm not like, oh my God, what do you do? But it's like, what are you doing with a psychoanalyst? And like, a, not a guru, <laughs> but it's like, what's the goal here? Like, what's the path you're on? I'm just trying to get like, what are the road signs here? Is it slippery when wet? Or is there a platypus crossing? What the fuck's going on? <laughs> no, perfect. Um, well, you mentioned my choker earlier, and this is a sign that I'm under apprenticeship right now. Um, uh, and that is my psychoanalyst that I'm under, um, currently he is an alchemist himself. Um, we crossed paths about two or three years ago and, um, I just started working with him about six or seven months ago, roughly. Um, and so, yeah, that, that's what this is just a symbol of kind of like my servitude, um, right now. Um, it's the star of David with the Ouroboros just to symbolize the work. Um, go I was going to ask, but I'm glad you just told me because it's like, I don't know if this is private shit or what. Uh, cool. Oh, That's no. Dope. Yeah. <laughs> and um, so the real estate thing, I became a real estate agent back in 2007. I was an agent for a year and a half before the market burst. And then after that, it kind of went downhill. Um, to be in real estate, you have to have the money to be in real estate. And so if you're starting off, you know, brand new with all that stuff, uh, it's really, really, really hard to, to stick with it. And so I got out of real estate and I actually went into radio for a little bit. I did radio for a what year. What did you do? Uh, like, were you a DJ? Like a VJ? No, no. What, what was going on? Uh, I, so I ran the production of like uh, the stop sets. So basically what that is, is like you hear music for about 15 minutes and then you'll hear commercials for about five and you hear music for 15 minutes. So that was my job is putting in those stop sets, those commercial stop sets, making sure you didn't hear the same commercial more than once in an hour and making sure the DJs were queued up to go, that kind of thing. It was all. Well, I love that shit. I mean, you were having fun, I imagine. Actually, it was boring. It was boring. Oh, no. I totally, good thing I didn't credit that to psychic gifts or anything. Um, okay, because you're a Virgo, so I was like, organizing, of course, you'd love this. But I guess it was just too mundane. Too yeah, yeah, it was too slow for me. What was, uh, did you have like a little, how creative with the uh, time slots and the advertising were you? Were you just like, whatever, just shove it in? It's like, you know, whatever's in the sausage, just throw it in there. Or were you like kind of curating that? Were you like, okay, I'm going to make people think about gender boards <laughs> or, you know, like, you know, it's like, did you like have an agenda, not agenda, that's a strong word, but did you have like a program that you 
played off of in your own mind or was it more improvised or how'd that work no it more it was more like you know the game sudoku it was just like that so you had like certain numbers of the commercials it's like five five oh six five five twelve and like um depending on those numbers was like the voice actors of the commercials so you didn't want to have the same voice actor even though they're doing two commercials within the same same stop set because then you feel like they're listening to a long commercial so it's kind of like that just playing a game of sudoku making sure that the numbers are lining up okay you don't have any of the same and yeah it was just that it was okay but i mean besides i was it was very just slow and, and methodical boring for me it wasn't fast paced well, you got a challenge you got to keep going with the flow uh i've never played sudoku i'll be honest um i don't know how i haven't i've watched over people's shoulders and it seems compelling enough to cause every other monkey at an airport to do it but um i don't know i've just i've got other things on my mind so um if if uh i mean we could start kind of getting into more specific trains of thought when you're saying um that you're a gnostic what does that mean to you um like kind of break that down so to me gnosticism is about that inner knowing and breaking into that um it's about um the path work in general like that's the easiest way that i could put it it is about the path work um as your your arcana right it is that that is gnosticism that is the road to gnosticism it is about opening up that inner knowing that all that information that we have already inside of us um and in order to do that we have to start with the integration process um you know there's your your calcination your separation all of these different things you have conjunctio to do. all this latin yeah. kind of stuff so okay so <laughs> t t walk us through that because i mean i'm a total like drive-by gnostic i guess i would say where it's like oh if i was tripping and i saw a good meme about it i'll keep it but it's like i'm not doing the homework really so i think there's eight or whatever however many phases you don't have to be like the professor on this i won't hold you accountable um but just you were doing it I, there's like we're uh, and you don't have to use Latin if you don't want, like whatever Rubidio is. I don't know what that is. Uh, but you're saying it's basically a condensation and then like a conflagration. It's, 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 yeah. it's a, obviously it's a symbolical thing that precedes chemistry as we know it. So there's a level of that kind of materialization of reality and kind of, I would say alchemy, but that seems redundant to say that. Um, yeah, just, I didn't mean to cut you off, but I'm like, all right, we're getting into like the territory that I'm interested in, but have no fucking pass for <laughs> so it's like yeah. i can't hold water here but i'd love to hear your thoughts on this so why are there these steps um is it kind of the same in every culture and whether it's tarot and the fool's journey or joseph campbell kind of star wars stuff is it all just kind of the same mythos of self the phoenix rising is the sine wave of self or however you want to put it so when I was saying how no matter where you look, you'll see the same path everywhere, you'll see the same story everywhere, that is, that, that's the alchemy, that's the journey, that's the individualization, call it whatever you want. Um, it's the same story playing out. And, and I believe all that really boils down to is consciousness itself discovering itself, right? And, and so... Um, Raphael where... will love that shit. He's all about it. He, I, I'm just like stuck in dualism and fucking like the Maya. I'm like, why, why, why? He's like, it's all just figuring, it's all playing with itself. And that's hard to kind of grok, but it, it keep mm -hmm. going though. Okay. So, and, and that's all it is. So you will find it in, in alchemy. And that's why, you know, so many people relate it back to like actual chemistry and stuff because that story is there. It's there in math. It's there in geometry. It's there in um, psychoanalytics. It's there everywhere. And that's why psychology um, and religion is, if you look close enough and you have the eyes to see, it's the exact same story telling you the exact same thing. And it's, it's how to go about this process, which is individualization. 
So coming to full consciousness, you know, being a Buddha or a Christ. That's the name of the game, apparently, um, because it's tricky. I guess it's weird. And I don't, I don't like generalizing too much, but it seems there's like a, a bell curve with consciousness. And it's like some people are going to be Barabbas every fucking time and just murder and kill and not really give a shit or whatever. You know, it's like they just don't care. It's like pirate's life for me. No, no, no. That's a path. <laughs> That's fine. Um, and then some people start like uh, um, like uh, Bill Hicks. He has a stand up comedy thing called Enjoy the Ride or whatever. Um, some people start being like, hey, maybe there's more to these dynamics. And I have purpose is a strong word but it's like maybe i should be trying harder or moving towards the top of the mountain or whatever kind of like holy mountain if you've ever seen uh alejandro jodorowsky's thing it's like you, a lot of people get hung up at the uh, olympia bar or like the you know the carnival of life and it's just like ooh, i want to watch football which isn't a crime don't get me wrong uh, or star wars movies or whatever the fuck we get very distracted and embedded in culture and then there seems to be something that's beyond that but i don't want to make it like a, a you know, a mundane versus holy thing. It's, it's almost like everything is exactly in its right place. But for those that heed the call or get the vibration or something, it seems that there's a process of initiation. I think around the millennium, 2000, I don't know how old you are. I have your chart. I guess I could figure it out. But, um, I remember being like, all right, God, it's the millennium. It's a big fucking deal. Or, you know, whatever. It's like, I, I promise to commit to the path, whatever that is. I wasn't really trying to be hard for Christian about it. Oh, well, if you have to get anything, let me know. Like dogs no, no, killing no. <laughs> something, aerosol kids or whatever that was. Um, I'm rambling, but what? Huh, okay. So there's, there's so many levels like um, to Gnosticism. There's the whole PKD, Philip K. Dick kind of thing where it's like, Oh, we're in a black magic time loop and I've seen past it and I've got the pink download or I don't know if you're into that stuff or not. Um, mm -hmm. Now, is that schizophrenia? Is that being awake? Is there much of a difference really once you start having the veils thin and you know, you're <laughs> kind of like the matrix, right? He starts like seeing his silver self and kind of biodegrading. I mean, that's all, that's probably an alchemical stage in itself. Like, oh my God, <laughs> pixelating or whatever. Um, anyway, I'm rambling, but uh, yeah, keep talking. You're being very patient with a very air sign person um keep talking about alchemy and maybe i'll shut the fuck up no please don't I, I actually a lot of what you said is very right on key and a lot of people don't see that um it, schizophrenia is if you're breaking into the path work before you're quite ready before you've um, healed your traumas or blah 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 whatever um schizophrenia is very likely uh, that's one of the things that alchemists that are walking the path and consciously doing it actually have to be quite aware of and quite careful of uh, crossing that path. That's one of the reasons why if you're very, very serious about alchemical work, you're not really supposed to be doing psychedelics. Um, not that that's, that's harm. That's, that, that's kind of what led me to the work. But once you get in there and you're actually digging um, and, and you're actually learning and you're, you're being shown things, you don't need the psychedelics, first of all, anymore, um, because your whole life is kind of like a psychedelic. But not only that, it, it, it brings you closer to that brink of schizophrenia, right? That's what we saw with Nietzsche and his path work. And so, um, yeah, it, it's it's treacherous and it's scary. But you got to watch out for those um, those 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 pitfalls. Um, and the same thing with like how you were saying how everybody's kind of on their own journey and some people are pirates and some people are doing this and some people are doing that. The thing that's important to remember is we're all being led by the archetypes. Now that could be unconscious or conscious and that's up to us, but each of us are being pushed by our own archetypal story, our own archetype that's, that's leading us through these things. Um, the closer that we can get to being conscious of which archetype that is and, and how to work with that, 
um, the better that we can integrate. The more unconscious we are, the more it's going to lead our lives. And this is one of the reasons why tarot works so well and we can read people and we can tell them their stories is because most of the time people who come for readings are unconsciously led by archetypes. And it's really easy to pick that story out. And no matter who you are, if you're under a certain archetype, your story is going to follow a certain path. So that makes me wonder, how do you look at humility given that? Because I think what sometimes happen is, happens is like someone who goes, all right, I'm on the fool's journey. I'm doing this shit. And there's going to be a certain byproduct of being aware of that fact as opposed to the unaware person kind of just being like, you know, Marty McFly. He's not making the time machine. He's just kind of on the journey by accident or, you know, whatever. Um, so maybe humility is a weird word, but it's like, how does one initiate without getting not arrogant, but like consumed with the process i think sometimes that happens to spiritual people where they're like holy shit this is it and then uh i mean in the bible it talks about you know some guy found something and he sold his whole field just because of this fucking pearl and it's like i've got the thing i don't need anything else um do you think that's a problematic thing do you think that's acceptable it is what it is like how do you look at kind of self and do you see what i'm saying uh, like there's a there's like a ego that can still infiltrate even when it's playing with archetypes so how do we try to discern that or disassociate from maybe just straight up i don't even know consumerism postmodern consumerism and now like products are jungian archetypes as opposed to like wheaties or whatever see what i'm saying it's like some people like i'm i'm the the magician and then they go on a whole trip forever and it's like how really are you on the magician wave versus how much do you want to be on the magician wave that's a very good question. So uh, no matter if you're unconscious or conscious with this journey, there's going to be ego inflation regardless. Like that, that's just one of the things that you have to face because we're born here with an ego. You wouldn't be here if you didn't have one. And so um, being conscious or not, you're going to have that inflation and, and think like you know what you're doing, right? So you're like you were saying, you're going to be Marty or you're going to be Doc. Doc knew what he was doing, but he still got himself into trouble. And he was still a fool at a level because he was like oblivious. I mean, you know, idiot savant kind of thing. It's mm -hmm. it's very Icarus, right? It's like once you know you can fly, where are the limits to that? Because some would say there's no limits. Do what thou wilt, right? The Colonel Crowley and kind of thing. Um, and it seems like that isn't the best idea, but that's a flavor of reality one can do. I mean, that's the whole dark side, right? Where it's like, oh, my God, there's power in this shit. Darth knows. Yeah. Um, it's weird because... Uh, have you ever like astral projected or I mean psychedelics are cool but have you ever done like weird stuff without how would I put it have you ever felt initiated without meaning to be uh, I don't need to go off on a whole trip of my own but it's like once I basically in high school I ate some mushrooms and I didn't really have a trip visually but I had this epiphany of as above so below I was just kind of like oh shit I don't know I don't know how I understood it but I just knew it gnosis right you just kind of got the download and uh I was talking about fractals. This is like 2003. All my friends were like, shut the fuck up. This is before you two. <laughs> I wasn't like a deadhead or anything. So it's like fractals. Everything's a fractal. It's holographic. I didn't even know what I was saying. Um, but at some point, I started running on the treadmill for like on the highest level for like an hour or two and getting into a trance state basically. Um, and then I would pop off and get my breathing down to like super long. Uh, I would listen to like Hey Jude and nah, 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 nah. make it like a breath in for that whole kind of bar or measure or whatever. Um, in any event, this kind of manic jiggering of my machine suit eventually led to an astral projection, which I don't need to tell you about really. Oh, I met Jesus. It was kind of interesting. Um, but what was my point? Jesus Christ. Uh, well, I've lost myself in my own rabbit hole. The point, I guess the what I was trying to get to is like, what kind of, and you don't have to throw pearls to swine, so to speak, but it's like, 
Psychedelics are very effective initiatory tools. Culture seems to be a very effective initiatory tool. Some things that you would never expect, like me just running on a treadmill because I felt compelled to do it, led by the mm-hmm. spirit, however you want to put that. Um, what do you think is the mindset or heart set that is it just a willingness? Like, do you know, like it seems that people that want to do the thing don't do it. Uh, if you think of a sword in the stone from like Disney, it's like that uncle or brother or whatever he's like i'm gonna get this sword it's like he's really willing it like you know nietzsche kind of style whereas mm-hmm. wart or whatever his name is i don't even know his name um didn't he was like the humble servant the arthurian kind of like oh it happens to like the grace hits you and you're the one but you don't even know how to accept it luke on the backwoods of Tatooine or wherever he was um i'm rambling but the point is how do you look at the will in relation to gnosis and initiation because it seems like you have to cross thresholds willingly, but then there's thresholds you're thr- like birth. You're not like willing that necessarily. It's just like, whoop! Now I'm I'm out of the womb. Here we are. I'm initiated. So how do you how do you look at that whole get up? So your first question was actually if I ever astral projected. You got a good memory. <laughs> I, I'm so tangential. Raphael hates me. Um, yes, like are the I mean you were like you can do the sober. It's like yes you can, kids. I was stone cold sober when that shit happened um kundalini stuff is real breath work is real but then it gets into like basically i astral projected but then i was like i'm never doing that again i freaked out because i did not have a guide or any parameters and i didn't really know like am i crazy like what's going on so it kind of irked me and i was like fuck it i'm just gonna go listen to fucking music and smoke weed fuck this you know it was like no 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 um and now i'm kind of getting back on the pony with that but yeah so you could talk about experiences if you like, but I, I guess the, the nugget I'm trying to get is how do we navigate well um, without being led by our lesser angels or whatever you call it? Yeah, that, that's, that's a good question. Um, as far as astral projection goes, it happened once with me. Uh, I was unaware what astral projection was at the time, and I'm the same as you. Like, I had never tried after that. Like, I've, I've yet to, like, physically try. I'm sure if Scared I Scared straight. It's like, ah, <laughs> I, I missed my tethered meat suit. Fly, fly back, fly back. Yeah. Um, and you know, what's funny about that is when that happened, my dog was barking at my projection. Like that's, that's what made me aware that I was outside of my body. It was the craziest thing. So animals, I think can actually see that stuff. Um, and back to your question about will, uh, when I said that I started my, my social media page as JFK and I felt an intuition to do that, I believe that was the start of my initiation process. Right. So I, it was following an intuition to get into it and, and just trusting that intuition to lead me down the, the path in order to find the individuation. Um, a lot of us, I, I, I think, well, nowadays we are starting to see a consciousness shift where a lot of people are, are, are finding that. Um, I don't think it was as predominant back like in the 50s and the 60s and stuff. A lot of them stayed unconscious. Some people woke up. Um, if you follow the Gnostic tradition as in, um, like not people who just call themselves Gnostic and Gnostic students, um, even like the, the Hebrew students and stuff, uh, usually this kicks in around your mid thirties to very early forties, right? The, the age of Christ 33 is where it's your, your real path work and initiation actually kicks in because what we have to do is we have to build up an ego before we can dismantle it. So you can't really start the work young. It, it just doesn't work. And you could try to teach someone who's 12 about this process at all. And no matter how much you teach them, it just won't sink in. And that's part of the mysteries. That's what part, that's, that's what keeps the mysteries locked is without experience, um, there is no, there is no way to know. There, there is no way to even find out. Um, but once you get into it and you actually do start to find out 
these these mysteries and stuff there is a choice you can have it's it's your will you can go through the path of your will like you said crowley and 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 them did or you can go the the uh, path of a buddha or a christ and give up your will and give that over to the greater good and you become a servant um and that that path work and that choice is completely up to the individual and i don't believe there is no right or wrong way i'm one of those people who don't see good and bad i don't believe that it exists it's just two sides to one coin um source in itself is everything right there is no dark side and light side source is both dark and light and so um to give your self over to that and just knowing that is kind of um, where my studies go. So I don't know a lot about picking your will over sources will and following that path work, unfortunately. Go ahead. No, it's probably a good thing. Um, well, I mean, a lot of your posts lately, you were saying like, thy will be done, which is very Christian kind of thinking. And I don't want to pigeonhole to like the Judeo-Christian evangelistic, whatever that I know. Uh, it could be very broader. So that's, uh, what is your thought process when you're putting that? I mean, you're, you're picking the left hand versus the right hand path and you're saying right hand it kind of mode is that what you're doing with those posts well I'm i mean actually, maybe i'm overanalyzing it <laughs> I don't know. No, no no that's well said i'm actually currently taking the left hand path um which is it, that's what crowley took but i am only taking it in a sense to get to know the left hand path um and, and learning more about it so that i can understand it um, but as far as the will goes you're right thine will be done i've given my will over to source i have i there is no will of my own. If I catch myself in my will, that's when I need to sit down. I need to med meditate. I need to find out what that, um, we call them aggregates, what that aggregate is to, to push me to, to do my will because the ego itself does not exist. You know, you can bump your head tomorrow and get amnesia. You're not going to be the same person with the same wants, same needs, same desires that you have right now. All of those are false. So there is no my will. Um, there is only ever thine will. And so that's what that's about. Um, uh, what was the what was the direct question? Oh, don't even ask. Uh, you're asking me what I asked. Jesus Christ, it's sparks <laughs> in the wind. Never, never try. Um, so you're playing with the left hand path. If Can you go into that a little? What does that mean to you? Are you like drinking blood or what are you doing? <laughs> so for me, it more has to do with sexual alchemy. Um, that's, that's kind of where I'm playing with the left-hand path there. Uh, right-hand path tends to be very, very, uh, like you become a nun or you become a priest. That's missionary only. No, I'm kidding. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's extremely, uh, you know, right-hand path. So right now I'm digging into basically, uh, left-hand path work through sexual alchemy and individualization, um, of breaking down the ag aggregates. Now we are all on the left-hand path. The difference between Crowley um, is he uses that 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 knowledge and all of that in order to manifest his his destiny or his what he wants out of life or wanted I should say um, and that's how a lot of people who are um, conscious that they are on the left hand path tend to use it right um, and that's kind of like even what we see with this whole push of 5D and stuff that's actually left hand path work that's the inflated ego trying to manifest their destiny into their version of what utopia is it's like saruman style it's like you know what i've seen all the colors see i mean i don't know if you're in the lord of the rings he's like you've given up to madness gandalf is like what the fuck are you doing um so it's tricky because i don't want to judge it but at the same time it's like you know this is know thyself kind of stuff like not you know i keep saying platypus i don't know why they're on my mind but um like a platypus is not a giraffe is not a hummingbird so it's like everything's nature is a little different 
how do you look at um, sexual alchemy in terms of being a woman versus a man? Because I know there's, I mean, you wouldn't know what being a guy is like necessarily, but um, like the sexual orbit and retaining of a seed is kind of a thing there with guys. Is that the same deal with women or is it completely different or how does that work? So what you're talking about, so there are, there are two different ways uh, to do sexual alchemy. Um, there is the hermetic way, which is the retaining of the seed, right? You shoot that sexual energy back up into the fluid of the brain. Um, and that could be done with male or female. That is a, a both sexist thing. And then there is the kind that Crowley did, which is you actually do use the orgasm in order to manifest. And that is the spilling of the seed. Um, I don't do the, the spilling of the seed. I am a, the, the retention, the, um, we call it the hermetic seal. So you don't spill from Hermes base. Um, and that is just to, if you believe the, the path work of this way. Did this you just say you don't spit in Hermes face? I just want to, ca- I was like, wait, what? <laughs> like, okay, so, um, okay, I, okay, keep talking, but I want to go back to that point in a second. Spill, spill Hermes vase. Oh, okay, okay. Okay, so what is that? I mean, that's like an al- analogy of something, but you're, you're saying like, what, this mercurial fluid of uh, gnosis don't just kind of like swish the cup kind of thing? Well, um, in some Gnostic traditions, it's taught that uh, if you spill your seed, you're killing yourself. Um, this is where it comes back to Adam and Eve and eating from the apple. Uh, the, the Gnostic story is, is eating of the apple is actually having the orgasm. Um, and that's where we begin to know like good and evil and stuff. You lose more consciousness that way because you're not retaining it up that, that, that essence, right? Because sexual essence in itself is what source is like, it is everywhere. It's what you're going to find like everywhere. That's it's. And so you're retaining that source, um, uh, it's the energizer with, bunny juice. Yeah. With your pineal gland and stuff like there's like this whole like system or whatever that they break down into because your brain is sitting already in technically a water, right? A, 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 a thing of water basically. And so it's about just using that sexual energy, that source energy and putting it back into the brain to open up that pineal gland, um, in order to activate your Christ consciousness and receive that light. Um, that's kind of what the, the, the left hand quote unquote left hand, but the right hand path teaches. And then you have Crowley who uses it to expel the energy and you use that sexual energy, um, in order to manifest a reality here in this, this reality. So you're using a lot of the work to make the things that you want in this, this reality to come to you. Um, the other way is you're using it more to open up that pineal gland, to bring the Christ light in, to bring birth to God here as opposed to living for yourself you're giving birth to god so that's really the the main difference of that 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 willpower that you were asking about well that was succinct i didn't mean to cut you off so much but yeah i was like dang um it's funny because like i said i I feel like i just kind of uh walk by the popcorn stand i'm like that smells good but i'm not like eating the popcorn all the time so it's funny to come into contact with somebody who's like taking it more seriously it's not terribly surprising giving your chart um, but you are a self-proclaimed student of life in a very particular way. And now you've initiated it into a, like a second gear, I guess you could say. It's not just kind of like passive. It's more active, engaged stuff. Um, when you're talking about uh, aggregores, how, how do you look at that? I mean, uh, you, some, sometimes I'm talking to my family or whatever, my Nana. And I'm like, you know, ironically today, I was like, Look, I don't know. Christ is a mantle and Jesus, Josh of Nazareth, Jesus of Nazareth was like a guy 
I mean, I'm a Christian, so this sounded like blasphemous to her. And I'm like playing with ideas and I don't know if I'll get in trouble for it, but it's like, all right, does the mantle come down? And it's like, it happened in Horus and uh, the Egyptian thing. And I mean, there's enough resonators where it's like, oh, he had 12 disciples and he was born of a virgin. You know, like if you've seen Zeitgeist, you kind of get the gist. Um, It's like a, it's like a musical chairs over aeons or something. And it seems like maybe this is the articulation of that energy in this aeon um or something like that how do you look at aggregate like spirits like do you think cities have a spirit so like san francisco's got this weird thing going on or aggregores if anything you want to talk about that like how do you look at that because if it's all us projecting and playing with ourselves like how how does one do it you know if it's alice down the rabbit hole and she's like oh my gosh this whole place is just in my head um the the you know the queen and the cat and the fucking tea party are all very different kind of aggregores so and archetypes i get that but um yeah Agrigor, is anything you want to say to that effect? So that's a very, very good question about like, you know, Jesus did it and Osiris did it. And, and there's many other gods as well. But again, we're looking at that same um, story, the same archetypal story of telling you how to individually. It, it comes all back down to that. That's why it's the same story. Did Christ exist like Jesus? Yes. Yes, he did exist. Um, but the way that we kind of see it too with the, these individuals is they are, as Christ said, no different than us, right? He wasn't actually um, born per se, the, the son of God. That's what his story comes back to because we're all born the son of God. And, it, and it's how that we um, manifest that and, and kind of bring that in. And, you know, even Christ said, you will do greater things than I did. And that's kind of what it is about the, even with the, um, the 12 and now 13, they say, um, uh, astrological signs and stuff. That is also the story. Screwoficus. I'm not into that wave. I get the <laughs> logic. It's like, yeah, fractals open up and evolution, yeah, but I'm just like, mm-hmm. I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm going to be on the back end of that conversion. Yes. Uh, like, what, yeah. you know, doubting Thomas about that shit. It's like, you got to really show me. But I understand the logic because it's like, yes, the circle broadens or whatever. Um, anyway, keep going with uh, the yeah. architecture. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And when it comes to the astrological signs, all that is is the 12 disciples and Christ, right? You don't really count Christ. It's just his 12 disciples. So I'm I'm with you about there still being just only 12. Um, and that's where the story kind of lies. But there, there being a 13th, just as Christ was the 13th of the apostle. He was still an apostle himself. And I, I think that's kind of where that, that stays. Um, as far as does each, you know, place have their own collect 110%. Like if you take psychedelics and you're just quiet and you listen to um, the city and in, in different cities, you're going to hear a completely different song. Um, each place has their own sort of collective resonance um, uh, and their part in helping the collective. The kind of way that I best describe it or like kind of see it myself is like servers to the internet. You know, like places have their each server and everything, but we're all connected. And, and through that connection, we're all telling the same story. We're all going to get the same way, the, the, you know, the same places, um, regardless of um, where we are, how different it is or, or any of that. Um, I think one of our main conditions, though, with, with, with separating that is like the Tower of Babel, right? We're not able to see quite yet the connection because if we did if we were able to see all of that stuff there would be nothing to connect it would already be done (laughs) so it has to be um in its separated uh form right now gotta keep them separated or something it seems like it just makes the story a little more fun 
um, when we forget. I, it's tricky because, I mean, I've done psychedelics and DMT and stuff, and it always seemed, maybe my consciousness just wasn't at a place where I could handle it because it still fell into, like, categories of, like, not religion necessarily, but archetypes that were grokkable for me at the time. Maybe it'd be different now if I tried to blast off. But um, if you if 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 the case is the matter that it's all one big thing and it's a big party and we're all just kind of wearing masks and playing tag, I guess, or whatever you want to call it, um, what would the impetus, is there a moral impetus towards initiation? Like, do you feel like you're doing the right quote thing or is it just like, oh, I picked this candy bar and I like it? How relative is it in a postmodern sense? Like, is it anything goes... Do you see what I'm saying? Do you feel like you're actually, how would I put it? Are you, and this is going to sound judgmental, but I'm not trying to be, are we deluding ourselves and thinking that we're initiating and it's just us saying, oh, I'm on the ride at the theme park. And it's like the whole life is a ride at the theme park. So it doesn't really matter what you do. Or do you think there's consequence to, to your actions and choices like that? Um, I, you know, it, it's paradoxical because I think both of what you stated is true. Um, there is a story right now that I'm learning and it depends on, so when we say, are we fooling ourselves and are we blah, 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 whatever, we could say that and we, we could, but even if we didn't say anything to anyone else, we would still have these same journeys that we're having. Um, and so that's the reason why I kind of look at it more as a truth as opposed to, are we fooling ourselves? Because again, wherever you look, that story is going to be. So you don't even have to technically even be living it to be a part of it. Um, the difference of whether you're conscious or not about that, the only, the only difference that we see as a Gnostic and when you're learning about the Gnostics is um, one way when you're unconscious about it is you're just living the story, kind of like being, think of it like an NPC, right? We use that term or we hear that term kind of thrown around. You're a player in the game, but you're not authentically doing the running. You're on the Where's Waldo page, but you're not Waldo. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. And then when you're conscious of it, right, you become Waldo. Now, this is what all consciousness is in a term uh, in Gnosticism is coming to Christ light is is bringing God into the picture and becoming aware that, oh, I am telling this story and I am learning this story. So now I actually get to play. However you want to play is completely up to you. If you want to go back to being an NPC, you could do that. If you want to, you know, um, and this all depends on who you ask, even if you want to manipulate your world, you could do that. You could. Um, but it, it, the, the, the lesson really, I think, um, in general, or, or what I've come to see so far is about bringing all of this together and seeing that it is absolutely one. There's this story that's told uh, of the golden apple about one of the gods takes the golden apple and says, hey, you know, with uh, Paris, and he's like, hey, Venus, hey, Aphrodite. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes, exactly. It's a good one, man. I know my Greek. I know my Greek. <laughs> yeah. And, and that's kind of where individualization starts to become. Um, uh, uh, when we first begin to individualize, we, we follow our archetype, right? And so like for me, my main archetype is under Hermes. It's under the magician. It's under uh, um, that it kind of always has been, I've noticed throughout my whole life has been a theme. Um, so you'll see me randomly say, sometimes like I'll make a post and I'll say hail Hermes, you know, um, when you start to really, really dig deeper and, and you really get into the work, cause we could stay there. We could stay in the archetypes and that's where a lot of the, the culture is. And you'll see right now with 5d and stuff, they're playing out an archetype and they're kind of staying underneath that archetype. They're, they're picking when up. When you say 5d, elaborate a little more on that. Are you talking about like, Oh, we're in 3d, 4d is like the nighttime dark side. 5d is the angelic self. 
whatever yeah, that kind of stuff yeah you'll hear that within a lot of the social communities and stuff and a lot of the 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 coach work we see and like all of these people who are under still very much under the unconscious control of the archetype pushing this stuff out thinking that it's them being whatever whatever and raising humanity up to 5d um that's kind of what i mean that's that's still under an individual unconscious archetype so like when you actually start digging into things um if you still hear people talking about what's good and bad, the elites, you know, those kind of things, they're still very much unconscious. When you really start digging into it, and this comes back to the apple story, you can't slice an apple. Once you do slice an apple, it's no longer a complete whole apple um, or the, the king and, and the cutting of the baby thing story or whatever. It, it's kind of like that. When you really, really dig into it, you're going to be asked to actually sacrifice your individual archetype for the whole, for the, for the, the, the complete, um, you, you know, on the tree. Exactly. Like, oh, I was going to say, yeah. you know, your story. So like Odin throwing that spear out, you know, to the other gods and like no more fighting. Like there is no more, there, no one is above the other one, right? No religion is above the other religion. We're all the exact same. And we all carry these things. What makes it better or worse is, is still the definition between good and evil. It's still that basic story which is in all of our collective consciousness and which is is what we're fighting but what we don't come to realize is what that is is it's the the primal ouroboros story right that that primal before we came down here we were in bliss we were in heaven um that's all ouroboric stages this is all all of that is still consciousness that even comes back to um, being an in, in embryo in the womb, the whole let there be light um, is us telling the story of ourselves. Like a lot of people don't authentically realize that, but when the sperm meets the egg, there is this light flash that happens because of zinc. Yeah, I've seen the posts or whatever. Yes, yeah. yeah there's, a, there's a star born or whatever. Exactly. And, and that is what that is. We literally are telling the story of ourselves from the beginning of time. So it, it is the story of creation and, and it is getting back to that. Right. Um, so we will try to unconsciously chase these things of, of what's better. Um, what's, what's blah, blah, blah. What's, what's healthier. What's utopia, all of this stuff. When we don't realize um, you're still individualizing and you're still what you're what you're searching for is that pre emboric state where we were nothing. And it, that was a blissful state. The moment you come into creation is the moment duality happens. It is the moment when, you know, we like they even say you start to develop stresses in the womb. Right. This is that is being taken out of the garden and it is this thing. And, it, it, and that's what we're doing is that constant search to get back to that pre um ouroboric that 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 pre-states right with the great mother and all that the pre-corpus colossum sitch yes um so i we've had kaipacha lesher on a few times and i he's a good astrologer if you don't know um and i remember him kind of saying i think it was jeffrey wolf green who is his kind of like mentor astrologer whatever it's like this lineage he's like yes evolutionary astrology anyway the point was like we're either always moving towards individualism like like the self like an actualization of self or towards like unity God, God, I guess you could say it's like, and it doesn't seem like you can do both at the same time. So it's like, if you're going to be like, like the Crowley thing is like, I'm doing what I want. I'm going hard on my, you know, I'm typing in the code and I'm, it's like, you know, whatever you see what I'm saying. It's like hacking and saying mm -hmm. I'm in control here. Um, and then I guess there's different stages where you start kind of relinquishing, relinquishing. There's probably a wisdom in both. Like, you know, the wisdom of the fly is not the wisdom of the spider kind of thing. Um, 
but they kind of go in different directions. Oh, there was something I was going to ask, and I'm totally zoning out on it, but that's just how it is. Raphael, you got any uh, queries? I've been talking a shit ton. Now when you're lost, they're calling on me. <laughs> All right. Well, damn. Yeah, I, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's I straight up. I'm, I feel like Alice well, half so the time, and he's the, the thing funny is, caterpillar. No, good, good stuff. You know, uh, I could tell my own stories, which I'm not going to do right now. Uh, however, I would say, especially for men, the different types of the whole uh, cyclical energy microcosmic orbit. This would be the Taoist way to explain it. You know, this uh, retaining of the energy is not very well understood, and even here there is different ways that this can manifest because I'm just going to leave it at that very small encapsulation. There is states that usually one would think are reserved for women, which are accessible for men. And I say, I know this because I experienced this and everyone else can go research what I may be talking about now. Um, probably talk about multiple orgasms, kids. So that's, that's a pretty, you know, it's not just about multiple. It's about, uh, it's about the bodily sensation and Dang it's and about, bliss. Um, yeah, and one would not consider and one would never stumble across such a state if one doesn't seek it out within the current environment, because everything the society does is lead you away from those states. Also, because probably both the idea of retaining it and conserving your energy and also the idea of properly applying it in union are two of the things which are the most dangerous, you know, to any control and oppression system. So now I'm rambling. But generally speaking, I want to say, you know, great stuff. What I'm kind of wondering about sometimes is, you know, what remains? Because these are all still systems within systems. We can never fully guarantee that they are completely with integrity or even whatever the state of consciousness of the authors may have been. So what are the limits of the systems and what remains beyond that? Or what is the, let me ask you this way, what would you consider is the most supreme power that may even be beyond hermetic systems, let's say. So I don't believe in supreme power. So this is where the, the, the Apple, the Apple story comes into is there is really no supreme um, and, and there is no like right or wrong. Same thing with the expelling of the, the orgasm. Like there are ways. Yeah, definitely that are um, taught, which is, is one way that I'm um, beginning to dig in. I forget what it's called. It, it is a Buddhist way. It's not Taoism. It's something else. Um, same along that forum where they they do preach like the multiple orgasms and how you can use that to bring yourself closer to source as opposed to like putting it outside into, you know, that reality and stuff. Um, I think it starts with an R, Riku, no, um, something. You know, I have the book. Um, it's one of the ones my my uh, my alchemist has, has given me um, to read, uh, to, to get ready for that kind of study too. Um, and so I don't believe that there is like, one main form to do it uh, or to get there. I, I do think it is a very individual path. Like the way that I kind of see it as like a prism, like we each will shed our own light and break that and fractalize that um, through our own systems. There are no right ways and wrong ways. And there might be like a million different ways to get there. Um, and even if it looks like a million different paths, like colors of the rainbow, it's still a white light. It's still the exact same the exact same thing if if that makes sense and i do think what it what it boils down to is just like jim was saying is the difference between an individualization and a collective because we see that come back again and again and again we see that with the oroboric state 
from the very, very beginning um, through, again, through everything. We see it through psycho and um, analytics. We see it through um, any form of, uh, of psychology, really. We see that through the mathematics. We see that through, uh, right, with our prime numbers and, and, and stuff. We see that in so many different areas. Um, and there is no other story outside of that. So, so that's like, that's like, it's just like the same thing with infinities and how we have different infinities. You have a larger infinity, a smaller infinity, but they're all still infinites. Um, uh, that's kind of how I see, see where you were going kind of like with that. Um, I really am curious to hear. Um, so I'll let you ask as well, but just, just so I don't lose my point. So if I may infer an answer from your statement, which would also be my answer, so you can confirm this or not, is that actually there is something supreme, which is this idea of free will, ultimately, even though we can potentially, you know, discuss what is, you know, there is the, the free will, how do you call it? Um, do what thou wilt, and there is a small t and the large t, for example, as one put and you know, who can tell you which one you're following? You can only know it yourself, I guess. Everyone can know for themselves. So this is the one key potentially. And the other one, as you talked about the alchemical process, I would very much agree that some people still, or maybe quite some of the population have kind of an issue that understandably within the alchemical process, they want to come to the point of conjunction, which would be the heart chakra correlation. However, most have not properly individuated yet, which is actually the one lower. And it's kind of funny because, yeah, of course, we all want to dance in a circle and so on. And that's fine. And that has its place. However, there is a state when individuation is necessary and required in order to then be able to conjunct, ferment, distill, coagulate at the higher level. Right. So, um, yeah, so much about that. Anything you want to ask, please do. Uh, no, I just I would like to know more about like that that path work you were talking about where Jim said it was the multiple orgasms because I do want to see if it correlates and it is the same the path that that I'm getting ready to learn um, uh, with the small t and the large t yes that's that's kind of where I see it as well and that again like that is right the collective or the individual but you do have to be an individual to do this work the very very first stage of individuation is that separation. Because in order to know what it is, we have to separate each ingredient. And it's just like um, the difference between, like I was trying to explain this to one of my friends because we were talking about ego and stuff. And she was like, well, if you don't have an ego, then life is just boring, right? You can't <laughs> kill the ego. I was like, well, you think that it's there, but like if you broke down all the ingredients to the cookie to the bare minimum, you're gonna see the exact same thing, which is the atom. Once you break it all down, it all looks different, right? The sugar looks different, the, the, the flour looks different, and it is these things. But if you break it down to the very, very molecular the, the level, it's the exact same thing. It's just doing different things. It's connecting in different ways. Um, so that's kind of like where I saw where, where you were going with that as far as like, is there free will? Uh, yes and no. That's again, that's a, that's a paradoxical answer. Um, made me it, think of Donnie Darko. If you've watched that movie, I, I watched it on mushrooms, uh, for the <laughs> record, I did that in high school and I was like, my friends were playing Tetris. I don't even have to get into it, but they were like, you're tripping, aren't you? And I was just like, use the multicolored one. It's like, there was no multicolored Tetris. <laughs> Uh, the rainbow one. It's like, no, that's the visuals. Um, but with Donnie Darko, because MC Escher actually has my birthday in the big three, uh, sun, moon, Gemini, Leo rising. But, um, where it's like you're looking at the skull and the thing. I mean, that's the Ouroboros. It's like we are observing 
it's like a toroid inside out and we're like playing with it i mean it's weird but to say that kind of doesn't take the gas out of the machine particularly but it's like you can it's the mystery of the sphinx the riddle of the sphinx it's like there's no way to really get your head around this linguistically or even ontologically like you you just gotta like alan watts's whole thing was like you just gotta you know do and be and you know you're you're doing the ride anyway it's happening to you and through you um but then we become very self-aware and self-conscious and self-committed um and i guess that's all good too um Raphael's going to tell us we all need to go buy a mr tichia pet for the first step of this magical working or something no i'm, I'm not gonna give any practical advice this can all be looked up what um, a tease the this so the keyword what is the what is the proper keyword there's quite a few things to say and especially for i guess regularly cultured men many of these ideas is this Montauk would be, Chia shit? Did be I... kind of strange that Montauk Chia is one is one aspect I didn't of mean it to say it. I said Chia pet and it is even <laughs> safe there yeah I don't know what a Chia pet is but yes so that is the the baseline idea and then there's a really good book by Eric Jude Love who was one of his first master teachers it's a very simple very practical book it's called Taoist Yoga and Sexual Energy it really explains the exercises very well, both solo and partner exercises. I I went like through half the book and kind of got the gist. And then I was like, okay, I can sense this energy. It can be cycled and so on. And even the most basic forms of this to be able to even just be aware of it. And then anyone can decide if it's a figment of, of their imagination, but then what is not, right? Um, it is highly beneficial, you know, because it's, uh, I can't even properly you know, explain the significance of this in just a few words. Even the basic practice or awareness of this energy, let's say, is priceless. And then um, would you have a particular question in regards to uh, or what what are you aiming at? Just so I can give a specific answer. Well, you alluded to something, but you still won't talk about it. So I think that's what she's getting. Or she's like, what, what's the method or what's uh, whatever? And you're like, oh, read the oh, book so that I didn't finish. No, no, no. So, so technically the, the term would be uh, non-ejaculatory orgasm for men, which is generally something one would think doesn't really exist, but it does. And it's also documented. And because, because for me, otherwise, the idea, I was always wondering, why are these monks smiling so silly? You know, some of them may be Jesuits, crazy people and so on. But generally speaking, all those saints and so on, like why are they smiling like this and they're like well they must be feeling good and that is because most likely they have some kind of energy awareness and they're able to cycle and direct this energy within themselves aside from probably generally being chill and having some insight and wisdom but there is a physical component to this and one way which i was always like is a bit strange is the hardcore asceticism mode which is fine as you explained you know um but then it would be like, oh, you can only get there in a way if you forego certain things. But there is actually a way to approach it where you're not losing any energy. You're entering higher state energy, actually, than anything else. Uh, it can happen. It can be done solo. It can be done a duo. And it's like it's almost like a, another pathway which you wouldn't expect because we're like used to either you get to enjoy it or you get to be healthy. It's like this thing you know and here it seems you can get the whole package you can potentiate it i don't want to know or i want to know what happens if uh partners can really do this properly because it's also clear this is the highest manifestation energy it's like highest resonance it's obvious yes and then imagine you can stack on that because both can keep going 
you direct that energy is gonna it's gonna be order in one night you know if that's what you want and this again would be the crowleyan approach now it's a black magic but you see what i'm saying right yeah um so this is the this is the approach that that i'm getting ready to learn um and so there is that approach there is the approach uh it's it can be found in ancient buddhism it can be found um in quite a few places where uh in alchemy sometimes they'll call it the holy union um, where you can, and that's where I'm, I'm getting into the now. The so thing? Yeah, so I haven't, yeah. I haven't really communicated on that too much, only because I don't know of it, right? I only know of the, the retaining, which is the don't spill of Hermes seed and, and Crowley's work. But when I spoke on, on my servitude that I'm under right now and stuff, that's, that's what we're getting into. And that's what he's teaching me about, is this third way of the... the uh, I guess you can call it, it's not really practicing magic because that's not what it is. It, it is, um, um, as far as from what I can understand is it is another way to individually or uh, call it what you want to, to, to become uh, that Buddha yourself or that Christ yourself in a sense. Um, yeah, that's why I was really, really curious about, about it because um, like I said, I've only been in it now for a few months. I haven't done any of the practice myself because I'm still under that learning stage. I'm reading about it. I'm learning about it on a, um, and again, I'm Virgo, so a logical um, way first before I actually go into practice. And I haven't heard of the, the you said Jude, I believe. Um, so I really am curious and would love to look up that book. But yes, no, I do know just a tiny, tiny bit about this, this third way. Um, I'm one of those people who I don't really like to speak on what I don't know. And I'll put no around quotations because I don't believe we actually know anything um but yet we know I everything can imagine that we know it you know that's good yeah. <laughs> <laughs> gotta work with something right yeah yeah but um i tend to so so i only tend to speak on experience you know um and another thing like i brought into with my psychoanalyst or whatever about like rights and wrongs and people's opinions and truth is relative and that kind of thing um instead of saying i believe or or anything like that i say this is the lesson i'm on because like even just like with regular school right you're going to learn something different in college than you did in high school they're going to say oh wait wait no that's not technically right what you know the same thing with elementary you're going to learn something different in elementary than high school high school say no no it wasn't technically what you learned in elementary i think the the same learning stages apply to like now in this life like we're going to learn a truth, which is going to be true. But when you advance to a certain stage, that truth is no longer going to hold. There's going to be a different truth. That doesn't make what you learned before a lie because you lived it. You were able to do it like it's obviously a truth. Um, so that's kind of where I, I am. I sit with the with the the new the method that you speak on as well. Um, and yeah, I'm very, very curious and I can't wait to dig into all of that and see kind of where that takes me. Well, it's like real versus true. So what you're kind of saying in a sense is what um, Paul, uh, you know, the Apostle Paul said, it's like, you know, when you're a kid, you have baby's milk. When you're ready for the heavy duty stuff, you get steak. I'm a vegetarian, vegan, don't do steak. But um, but that's the idea. I mean, you you process the nutrition at the level that you're able to apprehend it or whatever. Mm -hmm. um, I don't know if you've ever seen the film um, Night of Cups, I think it's called with Christian Bale, it's like a Gnostic myth. It's like kind of like Pilgrim's Progress, but not. It's like, oh, this prince fell into, you should check it out. Antonio Banderas is in it, like all these random people. Um, but it's like, basically, I guess it's a Gnostic myth. You might enjoy it. It's not, it's a Terrence Malick film. So he did Tree of Life with Brad Pitt and stuff, which is kind of a surreal kind of thing. 
uh, Knight of Cups is a little more opiatic. <laughs> um, it's not Star Wars, let's put it that way. But um, but it's compelling in that um, you know, it's like you knew everything and then you fell into a land, I guess, where you forgot everything and you've got to remember that you knew everything, but that's a journey. I guess that's kind of a level of what's going on. I mean, that's kind of new age. It's like, oh, we were we were divine five D or you know whatever. Now we've fallen <laughs> into three or whatever. But and which you're not all about that. But um, yeah, just a suggestion that came to mind. I I watched it and I felt it was compelling. But that was also at a time when I was like tripping on acid once a week. So take it for what it will. <laughs> it's like it's good. It's Terrence Malick film, but it's like maybe I saw more than. It's like when you start watching like you know kids movies and seeing like the archetypes you know or whatever it's like maybe i'm doing too many psychedelics holy shit uh you know but um disney's got a lot of stuff going on anyway i digress um is there anything that we haven't really talked about that you'd like to talk about um we covered a large variety of information oh, it's a buckshot yeah it's, too, yeah, it's not one <laughs> lethal bullet it's a whole buckshot um i guess uh one kind of last idea uh, rafael is there anything you want to talk about that we might have not touched on i was just imagining the how would you call it properly rhetoric kevlar armor that our guest would have to put on from now because <laughs> i was visually imagining whatever it would buckshot no it's fine well you know like a, i'm not a whatever i've shot a gun once or twice and it's not that fun it's actually scary because you go holy shit i have like life and death it felt like oppenheimer where it's like okay jesus christ this is not a joke like i've got the power i've got the power but it's not a comfortable power it's more like it's tripped out. It's like, oh, this is a hot piece of metal, but this can really maim. But it can anyway. It was just a trippy thing. Clearly, I overthink it. I was like, no, thank you. Um, but anyway, buckshot. You know, you shoot a shotgun and it like sprays versus like a bullet. Okay, as long as we're on the same page. Um, yeah, I was just imagining that, and I was like, oh my god, like. <laughs> uh, I guess that's about all. I, I mean, off the top of my head, I do really appreciate you giving us your time. I know we've been having all these weird technical glitches. So anybody who's watching apologies we're figuring it out i guess it's just about connecting and reconnecting is there a <laughs> metaphor there i don't know um but if there's any kind of last parting sentiments or you know this doesn't have to be your epitaph on a tombstone forever and ever amen but it's like uh anything you kind of want to encourage people or say where you are in your journey or you know that kind of shtick it's like or plugs any shows i mean you're not doing that what was the podcast called again because that was one part that blipped out and it's like i'd love to hear your thoughts encapsulated yeah. Um, it was balanced brain podcast. If you want to look it up, um, there's, I think there's another now balanced brain, but it's the balanced brain. That's not me. It's just balanced brain. You'll see a little B with a little Sam's brain article, no article guys. <laughs> no, the, ta, ta, yeah, no, the. The. um, and, and we did a few episodes. You might actually enjoy it. Uh, one thing I would like to say before I go, uh, is go back and touch back on this information that we are releasing out there. Right. Um, is because it can get very dangerous, especially if people are learning things too fast, before, especially before they individuate um, or start to, right? Because individuation is, is, is it's a cycle. It goes in cycles. And so um, uh, when we very, very first start out, we are really excited about this information and we want to share with others and we think that we know it. Um, I had a post about this. I, I said, like, all of us think we know CPR. We can recite the steps. We can imagine how we do it in our head. If we were to do it in real life and we've never done it before, we're going to panic. We're going to feel like imposters. Um, and so we actually need the practice. We need to actually be in it and sit in it and maybe even pass that first round before we go sharing a lot of this information because we can cause damage to people before they, they're they ready to jump in, especially because now it's so widespread with um 
I, I think the collective is being pushed that way. And so we all are kind of learning it at once in a sense. And we're trying to share this and we're trying to um, show people that we have ways of healing. We have ways of, of doing these things. If we show people before they're ready um, or if they're not willing to look at it, we can cause psychosis. We can cause, or what the internet did when it first came around, it caused depression, right? People saw, oh, look how good everybody's life is and all of this stuff. And then it, it, it caused a, a, a mass depression within people and it caused low self-esteem and it caused all of these different problems. We are doing the same thing now with this push of this information out there. If we're not careful how we put things out, um, we can cause a, a mass, another mass depression. We saw it in the 60s when that information bomb first got dropped within the collective and everybody thought they knew what they were doing and we were going to bring this new world to life. And then when the 80s hit and things, most of those people in the 60s developed hardcore drug problems. They became, you know, bad parents that led to a lot of the traumas that we're seeing now. Um, and we just don't want to fall into that cycle again. So just be careful uh, of basically what we're sharing is all I want to kind of say there, because not all of us are ready to learn and or face it. Um, and so having that out there too early um, could do more harm than good. Spoken like a true Virgo sun, Capricorn moon. It's like, <laughs> I am here to be of service. The Band-Aid box, you know, it's like, don't just open heart surgery yourself, guys. Know what the fuck you're doing. <laughs> um, it's tricky because presuppositions, you know, color things. So it's like, is it like the R-Hot is like, everything's awesome all the time. We cannot fuck it up, right? And then the Bodhisattva is like, holy shit, we're all so fucked, but I'm going to wait. Or, you know, this kind of duality there. So I don't want to trip out on that. Um, I guess, you know, it's funny. I love Yogi tea. There's this lemon ginger tea. If you guys go to the store in America, uh, yeah. Good God, Yogi T. Uh, but they've got little quips on every one of these, and I keep them because I love little quips and quotes and shit. I've actually says, been to their temple in uh, Española, New Mexico. They build a whole temple, temple and other things. They build, yeah, you know, you know, just to know where your the money is. T is just goes. a front, kids. There's people Watch living out. from this, <laughs> in a way. Well, this stuff's great, and honestly, I let this like lemon ginger one steep for like hours, and then it's just like <laughs> it tastes like halloween should feel or i don't even know how to explain oh. it. it's just so good uh check it out but this i'm just gonna my parting thought is gonna be what this says it says the heart sees deeper than the eye so i think ultimately we're gonna know in ourself you i mean it's good to ask questions it's good to ponder know thyself you know you don't want to like she was saying you don't want to jump in the deep end without water wings um or even know how to hold your breath there's going to be a lesson there that maybe you weren't ready for and drowning sucks but oh, yeah. um because I definitely have dealt with the psychosis. That's what happened with the Kundalini and the um, astral projection back in high school. It's like I didn't have guardrails and it freaked me out. And it's interesting, but oh. it's also bruising of an experience. Anyway, our hearts know, our minds and our senses can inform, but they're obviously um, problematic filter systems anyway. So ultimately, just kind of know thyself to the degree you can. And hopefully, everybody just enjoys the ride. I mean, it's a trip. And sometimes you're the winner, sometimes you're the loser. I don't like, you know, all these platitudes and shit can get so trite, but it's like, guys, we're doing the best we can. Keep it up. I know you're I know you're doing your job, Brittany, because that's why I, I got, you know, tuned into you. And I was like, all right, I don't know exactly where she's at, but she's doing her thing for sure. So good luck with the uh, initiation process. And hopefully we can get you on here again at some time if you'd like. Um, but yeah, once yeah. again, thank you for giving us your time and energy. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> Word. Yes, not too painful, right? All right, no. guys. Well. Like Reaper Jeep says, further up and further in.